never know where you're going if you don't look back. Hold it tight like a fist for it fades to black. You got a relic, best to keep it true. A ticket to the past, it can bring you to. You got a relic, it come far and few. Remember what you do, it comes back on you. A relic, best to keep it true. A ticket to the past, it can bring you to. You got a relic, it come far and few. What's good, people? This is the Relic Podcast. I'm Chad Snow. And thank you for listening. Episode 83, Sunday morning, about quarter to three on the AM. I remember I had, uh, wrote these rules down on my board for my students' first day of school. And it stayed up on the board all year long. And I even had these same rules for my basketball teams when I first started coaching. And you had the rule book that you gave out to all the players. And I was never a big, uh, I'm not saying rules are, aren't important because they are. But the amount of rules a lot of times can be pointless. We get wrapped up in them. We have too many of them. And again, this is my opinion. And these, uh, I try to keep it simple. I tried to keep it to something that could be understood easily. And I guess for use of a better term, I, or not even a better term, but I, I just didn't want to waste my time writing down a bunch of rules that a lot of times weren't even going to be read. And if they're going to be read, they weren't going to really be followed. Because the more stuff you have to try to learn and remember, the less chance any of them are going to stick. If that makes sense. So I just kept it simple with three of them. Rule number one, don't do anything detrimental. Rule number two, do your job. And rule number three, follow rules one and two. Done. Simple. And especially when I got into, used them for my class in the classroom, for the students to see, I wanted to make sure that Everybody understood what detrimental meant. And I would have them look it up or have them come up with their own definition if they had it in their head or if they just didn't know, I would tell them. Don't do anything detrimental. Basically, don't do anything stupid. And I remember a kid, I don't remember specifically what kid it was. But it was during one of the sessions, and I was asking him, does anyone know what detrimental means? Kid raised his hand. 
called on him, and he said, don't do anything stupid. <laughs> I was like, yep. Basically sums it up right there. Good one. Now, I didn't write that on the board. I didn't put the word stupid up. But when they came up with it on their own, it stuck. Don't do anything stupid. And a lot of times, another kid might raise their hand and say, well, how do we know if we're doing something stupid? And I didn't even have to say it. Another kid raised their hand. Might not even have raised their hand. They just chimed in. And they said, if you, ask to, if you have to ask, then you already know. <laughs> Bam. Another great answer. So I use that one anytime someone asks, well, how do I know? Well, if you have to ask, you probably already know. Look around. If you have to ask yourself the question, hmm, I wonder if I should do this or not, chances are you probably shouldn't. So that was it, the three rules, three rules. And I used them throughout my career. They never changed. And they were effective. Well, how can you only have three rules? That doesn't cover a lot of ground. Kids need more than that. Okay, well then, come up with your own. You don't have to use mine. But that's what I used. And I never had a problem with them. And also those three rules, as a teacher, a leader, a coach, it gave me flexibility. It gave me the ability to use some discretion when I needed to. Basically, it didn't paint me into a corner. Because again, when we get back to if we're leading, whether you're a teacher, a coach, or you're a leader of a company, a business, and you have a bunch of rules that you want your team, your students, your employees to follow, then that also means that you have to keep up with them and enforce them if you want them to stick, if you want them to have any value. Because a rule isn't a rule if it's not enforced. And I never liked painting myself into a corner with a bunch of rules. And again, it gave me flexibility. It gave me wiggle room when I needed to use it. Say, for example, I had a, if I had a rule that said no swearing. And then you could even you could even make it even worse. You could have a rule, no swearing, and then you could have all these words that are not allowed to be used. Again, I'm using this as an example. Now you have to keep track of all those words. I don't want to do that. Because then you become the I gotcha person. Oh, I gotcha. Oop, you didn't follow rule seventy two. I gotcha. Well, what about Billy? He did it yesterday and he didn't say anything. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one yesterday, but now I remembered it. Nah. For me, I never like to do that. Don't do anything detrimental, a.k.a. stupid. 
How do you know? I'll let you know if you need to know. It's that simple, folks. And they relate to life. It's a great rule book for life. Don't do anything stupid. Do your job and follow rule one and two. Imagine if we did that every day. But again, simple isn't always easy. I break rule number one a lot. We all do. We all do stupid stuff. Sometimes over and over and again, over and over again. We don't learn. And then we wonder why things keep happening. These things always keep happening to me. Why me? Well, stop doing stupid shit. If you already know better. And there's a big difference between being stupid and being ignorant. Ignorant, you just don't know any better. First time you stick your tongue on a frozen pipe, you're ignorant. You don't know any better. You listen to someone give you advice to tell you to do it. Nah, now you're stupid if you do it again. And rewind that. Ignorance, you don't know any better. Stupidity, you do it again. But we do it all the time. Every single one of us. We're not immune. Now, as a teacher, again, as a coach, you try to, excuse me, you try to lead by example. But you make stupid moves. You make stupid calls sometimes. Then the best thing you can do as a leader, as a coach, as a teacher, is to own up to them. Admit it. Don't try to cover it up. Don't try to make excuses. Just own it. And hopefully try not to do it again. But some people think if they admit that they did something wrong, people aren't going to respect them anymore. Now they'll respect you a lot more if you do. But again, it goes back to the simple thing, like when the kid raised his hand and said, well, how do I know? If you have to ask, if you have to ask, you already basically know that you shouldn't be doing it. I used to see the kid while I'm watching them get ready to do something stupid, and they'd look around before they did it to see if anyone was watching. But you already told, that's, a, that's the red flag right there. Uh-oh, they're looking around. They're looking at me. And then when they see me looking at them, they don't do it. What if I'm not looking? Maybe they do. But when I gave the kids, the students, the players, that ownership over their own stuff, a lot of times they would they would figure it out for themselves and not do what they knew they shouldn't do. Or they might even ask one of their peers before they even came to me. Excuse me. Before they even came to me. 
And their peer would let them know, no, don't, don't do that. They police themselves. I didn't have to. And let's, let's, let me give you an example, too, of the ability to use your own discretion as a leader when you need to. And I have a great example I always use. This goes back to the coaching days. <clears throat> Excuse me, I got a frog in my throat. Early morning frog. So we had the the basketball team and say we're leaving for a road game. And I was a stickler on coming on time. And if you're not early, you're late. And that was a part of one, rule number two, do your job. Got a job to do, be on time. Be on time for the bus so we can leave. And I had a player that was with me ever since he was a freshman. Four years. Now it's his senior year. And he was late for the bus. When I say we're leaving at a certain time, we leave at a certain time. And I've left players behind. Oh, you're so mean, coach. No, I'm not mean. We're leaving on time. I say we're leaving at this time. Be here. And guess what? They never showed up late again. But this particular player was a senior, again, after being with me for four years. And he was late. And the time came when we were leaving. And everyone's looking at me like, oh, shit, coach is going to leave him behind. I chose to wait. I gave him another couple minutes to get there and he made it up he made it and no one said anything to me about it no one questioned me maybe in their mind they did well how come he didn't leave leave without him he did it to this other player well the other player I left behind was like a sophomore or freshman he didn't build up any credibility with me yet. The senior that I chose to wait for never was late for anything. He showed up all the time. Showed up for practices on time. Showed up for games on time. Showed up for summer leagues on time. Showed up for workouts on time that he didn't even have to be there for. He was always there. He was, he was always accountable. And one time his senior year, he was late. Now, if I had a rule, a fast and steady rule that if you don't show up on time, I leave. Then I would have had to hold on, hold on tight to that rule. But I didn't have, I just had to rule, do your job. And then it gave me the discretion to make a choice. Leave without him. Or give him a little bit of time. He earned it. He earned the ability for me to wait. For four years, he earned that credibility. That makes sense? 
discretion. As a leader, you need it. But if you have a bunch of rules that you're trying to hold, hold on to, you're not going to be able to use that discretion if you, if you want your rules to mean anything. And that happens too in life. And I, I use like exercise a lot. If you work out consistently, if you follow your program, if you're disciplined and you miss one, at one workout, don't beat yourself up over it. Chances are it's a one-time thing. But if you do it all the time, chances are you never work out regularly. You're one of those people that just do it on occasion when you want to, when the New Year's, New Year's comes along and you want to have your little resolution. But it doesn't really mean anything to you. That's why you never stick to it. Discretion is a beautiful thing when you need to use it. We need to use it when we're a leader, but we also need to use it on ourselves sometimes. John Wayne, the great late John Wayne, has a quote. He says, life's hard or life's tough, but it's even tougher when you're stupid. <laughs> Amen to that. And I say these things because I know. Because I've done plenty of stupid stuff. I'm not immune to stupidity. Make mistakes all the time. I've made some big ones. Made some that almost cost me my life. Made some that cost me freedom. Freedom of movement. Freedom of going on walks. Freedom to do things that I used to not even think about. And then they're taken from you. Because of stupid shit you decide to do. Happens to all of us. Life is tough that way. And then that toughness and that suffering that we put ourselves through sometimes, that's where the beauty can come from though also. If we can learn from it. If we can make a change, do a 180. But it takes choices and it takes some humility on our part to admit that we're doing something wrong, doing something stupid. Own up to it and change it. And it might not take the first time, it might not take the second time, maybe the third, who knows. But it's never going to change if you don't. It's never going to change if you don't. And those three rules, don't do anything stupid, a.k.a. detrimental, do your job, and follow one and two. Again, they held, held, held on my board for many years. Every school year, every basketball season. I didn't have to come up with a big pamphlet of rules. 
Just those three. Keeping things simple for me, as in life, help. Complicating things with more words, more pages. Some might think more is better. And a lot of times it's not. And just think about it. Think about it for yourself. Think about it for people that you're leading, whether it's your, again, te- your teacher, your coach, business, your own kids. That's something I'm figuring out with little Bam. I mean, she's only seven months old, but there's still things that we we're trying to enforce with her. You know, simple little things. She's likes making like little like uh, uh little sounds that are cute the first time, but they're not so cute when you're trying to feed her and then she spits up sweet potato mash all over you. But if I laugh at her, which is hard not to sometimes, I'm reinforcing that even as a seven-month-old. Now, right now, she's probably not at the age. I'm not big into all the, I don't know exactly when a kid learns what no means. But I say no. I tell her no. I'm reinforcing that word. And sooner or later, it's going to stick when she hears it enough. Or else you ignore the behavior. You don't laugh at it. Little things like that. It's no different than when you're you know, trying to teach a dog rules and expectations and boundaries. If a dog growls at you when you try to take its bowl away and you back up, You've just reinforced its behavior. That, oh, I growl at you, and you back away. I gotcha. You're teaching that dog something, whether you know it or not. That's okay. It's no different than us. So, even with little Bam, seven months old, I'm learning. But I have a... I have a foundation a little bit of being a teacher, being a leader of a dog. (laughs) You know, people might laugh at that, but it's true. You're leading that animal and teaching it things that it needs to know so it can succeed living with you. I'm trying to teach little Bam simple little things. Like even when she's eating, I use that as an example again, like sitting up. Sitting up when she's being fed and paying attention so when she opens her mouth, I can give her the food. And she knows when she lifts her, heads up and o- lifts her head up and opens her mouth, I put the food in. But I don't, I don't, I don't do it when she's looking around. And, and again, it's just it's nonverbal communication that she's picking up on. And it's consistent. And we have to be consistent with ourselves, too. Don't do anything stupid. Do your job. Follow rule one and two. 
every day, every single day. Those rules don't change for me. Do I fail them? Of course I do. There are many things I do and I look back, man, that was stupid. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. But I chalk it up and I try my best not to do it again. And again, simple, not easy. Because we, get, we have habits. And those habits are hard to break sometimes. We have habits on how we respond to things. We have habits on things we say. Words we use. They're hard to break a lot of times. I'm learning every day. Whether it's with my wife, my kid, my dog, myself. But keep it simple. And we're going on, uh, well, this is episode 83. Counting up to 100. Countdown to 100. Not that it's huge, hugely monumental, but I keep looking at these when I do them, and I'm like, damn, I've done a lot of these now. And every time I do one, and a lot of times I don't listen back to them, I do them, I put them out there. People listen, they don't, whatever. But it's consistency. And I learn something. I get something out of these too. They're almost like a diary that I can go back to if I need to. Not all of them. Some of them are just fun and, you know, interviews, whatever. But there's always tidbits. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Let me polish that one up and keep using it. Meaning a chunk of wisdom, a chunk of advice, or not. Again, we get to choose. And today's a great day to start trying to be better. Precious. New day. You can hold on to grudges. You can... Hold on to bitterness. You can hold on to resentment. For what? New day. Fresh. Make yourself better. Making yourself better. Make other people around you better. Hopefully. But you always have to start with yourself. Don't do anything stupid. Do your job. And follow rule one and two. Make it a great day. I'm out. You never know where you're going if you don't look back. Hold it tight like a fist for it fades to black. You got a relic. Best to keep it true. A ticket to the past, it can bring you to. You got a relic. It comes far and few. Remember what you do, it comes back on you. A relic. Best to keep it true. A ticket to the past, it can bring you to.